in the morning, you gon' wake up in the morning. I'm talking right now. You're about to experience a morning show unlike any other. Shout out to the Breakfast Club. I hope to see y'all every morning. What you guys are doing right now, it's the hub culture. The Breakfast Club is my morning sit. I need it and I love it so much. I feel like you really not popping until you do the Breakfast Club. I've been waiting to come to y'all's show, man. I know you gotta be a big time celebrity to be up in here. You gotta be, you gotta be big time. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Break the fuck out. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Angela Yee is out. What's poppin', Charlemagne? Peace to the planet. It's Monday. It's bromance in the morning. No, we ain't doing no damn bromance in the morning, okay? You just happen to have uh, just the two brothers in here this morning, okay? First of all, drop one of Clues Bombs uh, for the newest member of the Breakfast Club, the newest addition to the club, Z93 Jams in Charleston, South Carolina yes. at 843. We start there this morning, okay? Now, did you ever get fired from that station? Never got fired from there, but that is, that is the first radio station that I ever worked at in my life. That's why I started mm. off... Uh, as an intern mm-hmm. in 1998, that's when I first got on uh, the radio as a part-time. Well, I worked in the promotions department there, mm-hmm. and I worked at, uh, as a part-time radio personality at Z93 Jams. But I, uh, I left Z93 Jams. I gave them my two weeks' notice okay, and so went you- to another station in the market, Hot 98.9 in Charleston. Now I got fired from there. Oh, you got fired from there. <laughs> yes, okay. I definitely right. got fired from right. there. Well, definitely full, got fired full from circle. There. Good morning. Good definitely morning, full circle. Come on, man. That's the Chuck. That's the 843 right there. That's the mm-hmm. holy city. Okay, that's home. All right. Yeah, so it's good to be... Uh, Good to be back where I started. Okay. You know, there's people there that said I would never work in radio again. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, a lot of people said that, honestly. Well, you know, listen. <laughs> they were all wrong. They were all wrong. They but, you know, like, that's, that's life. Okay. I don't hold it against them for being wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, a couple of you do, but you, you, we didn't get what you said. I mean, it's all motivation. It is. It's, it's, it's just motivation it in life. It's inspiration. It's things that you write down. It's things that you never forget that mm-hmm. give you the fuel just to keep going. Absolutely. You know, and I wish they would follow me on social media so they could really see me shine. <laughs> I'm sure okay. they do. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> well, shout out to everybody out in Tampa. I was in Tampa uh, Friday and Saturday. Friday, okay. we were talking about uh, real estate and ownership. And then Saturday, I did a, a brunch at 7th and Grove. And then I sw- uh, went over to Lit, which is a... Uh, Two venues that are black owned. Uh, not too many in Tampa, so I just wanted to shout them out. Had an amazing time. Man, it feels good to be black, don't it? Like, I mean, when you wake up in the morning Absolutely. and you know you you just healthy and you know you feel good, and then you look in the mirror and see all that melanin, it just feels good to be just radically black. I'm all about radical black dignity. And both of them okay. were, were actually uh, black pharmacists. They opened up their own pharmacy and then they opened up their own uh, restaurant. So they are doing well. What do you mean, so- like drugstores? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So, what's the name of the drugstores? I don't know. I know. I I, I went to the venue, not the drugstore. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I went to the venue, not the drugstore. Supposed drug to store. know this stuff, right? I went to the I, I went to their venue. I didn't go to their drugstore. Jesus Christ. But shout out to them, Seventh uh, and Grove and uh, Lit. And then uh, I did my real estate seminar this Sunday in New Jersey, where we try to teach people about uh, real estate, buying their first home, buying their first investment property. There was a lot of people there. So many people, of course, we had to do two uh, seminars back to back. And so many people were there. They were so grateful, so thankful. So many people are jumping to buy their first house right now. Money is cheap. That means interest rates are low. So people are out there. Money is cheap? Yeah, that means interest rates are low. So if you want to borrow money, your interest rates are like oh. 2% opposed to usually where they're around 4 or 5%. So 
just trying to help people out and guide them so they don't make the same mistakes that I did in the real estate game and some of the problems I made and lost a lot of money. So I figured it out. So I'm trying to help my people figure it out. That's all. Well, we're here, baby. It's Monday morning. I don't know what we got planned today. Uh, I have not seen the show run down, but it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. Well, Uh, when we come back, we got front page news. We're talking fried chicken. I'm not doing that. Yeah, you, you can't. No, we're not, we not doing that. We're not, we not doing that. Why, why? Why are we talking about fried chicken? For? Yeah, we'll talk about I need we'll, another headline. Give me another segue, bro. Got to be something else. You want, you want to talk about COVID or you want to talk about fried chicken? COVID. Let, let fried chicken be the C story. <laughs> All right, you don't leave with fried chicken when you're a black radio show. What the hell is wrong with you? It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Not chicken. Boy, didn't I tell you don't leave with this? <laughs> now, because everybody loves the sandwiches and the tenders to the nuggets and wings, it looks like there is a chicken shortage out there. It's going to be very hard to get chicken, and they're saying the prices of chicken can rise. Well, when they say there's uh, a chicken shortage, they mean it's a shortage of real chicken? Because they've been out here making that GMO artificial garbage. Yes, of real chicken. So uh, suppliers are struggling to, to get more chicken, to get more birds out there so people can have more fried chicken and tenders and nuggets, et cetera, and wings. You know, people need to have more chicken farms. Oh, they need to stop eating less chicken. You know, our producer's an ass. This is, what he bl- put, this is what he puts at the bottom. Do you blame the Chick-fil-A cow for this? No. What? This is what our producer puts at the bottom. In related news, barbers across the country are experiencing shortage in Beijing as well. <laughs> you know, you're an ass, man. And I don't use Beijing now. You're a liar. Something that Charlemagne <laughs> might find exciting. I mean, you're just going to sit there and lie to the people that you don't use Beijing. You haven't been using it, <laughs> but you was definitely using it. That's probably why you're not using it now, because there's no more. You you caused the shortage. <laughs> you, DJ Envy, caused the whole Yo, shortage. Shut up, man. Now, UFOs, they're saying UFOs exist, and oh the government God. is covering them up. Huh. This is from a former Pentagon official. He says they are UFOs. They've been studying them for a while, but the government just doesn't want to tell anybody. Leonard McKelvey, your Uncle Charlotte, I've been telling y'all this for years. Like, it's, First of all, it's crazy to think that we live in a universe where it's just us, when all you have to do is look at the Earth and see how diverse the Earth is. There's things in the water, there's things in the woods, there's things in the jungle, there's things in the sky. Why wouldn't the universe be just to diverse. Come on, people. How come we ain't see more of them then? You say what? How come we haven't seen more of them? You might be seeing them all the time and don't even know. How do you know? You don't even know what they look like. You have no idea. But I guarantee you that other life exists in other planets and other universes uh, throughout these various galaxies. It's impossible. To, it's, it's, it's actually arrogant to think otherwise. All right. Now, today, 100 million Americans are fully vaccinated, almost double the 55 million who were fully vaccinated vaccinated just a month ago. Congratulations. Uh, now, this in uh, nearly 40 percent of all adults in the country are protected. And they said they're going to start allowing um, possibly kids to get vaccinated now. Congratulations. Also, uh, screw you, anxiety. It seems like they believe that people who received the Johnson & Johnson shot experience, experience fainting and dizziness because of anxiety. And that's the reason why. Yeah, because if you have gotten the Johnson & Johnson shot and then you see on the news that it's being recalled because it's causing blood clots, yeah, that's the way anxiety works. You're going to start thinking about all the bad things that can happen to you because you got the Johnson & Johnson shot, of course. That's and, just like with anything. And some sad news. Three dead and one in critical condition after a shooting at a Wisconsin casino. They believe the gunman came in looking for somebody. The person that he was looking for allegedly wasn't there and started shooting. And that's all the information that they have right mm-hmm. now. But definitely rest in peace and condolences to anybody that lost anybody in that shooting. That's a waste of bullets, too, by the way. If you come there looking for somebody and the person's not there, but you start shooting anyway, that's mm-hmm. just stupid. 
Why would you do that? They believe the shooter uh, was looking for an employee he had a personal relationship with, but the employee wasn't working that day. So why shoot up everybody else? Mm-hmm. Take your beef out. Take your beef with the person. Take your beef to the person that you actually got beef with. Why shoot up all those random people? Well, don't shoot anybody. How about that? Just yeah. don't, don't. I didn't say don't, shoot. I said beef. Don't take no beef with nobody. Beef with yourself. How about that? I'm with that too. Beef before you before you decide you want to you know shoot up random people, always you know. Think of yourself first. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. How was your weekend? Did you have a great weekend, a horrible weekend? Well, talk to us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This Anthony. Anthony, what's up, man? Get it off your chest, bro. Oh, man, I heard you guys talking about aliens and how uh, space travel is real, and it's not because God created the universe, and you can't figure it out. I don't care if you live on a planet that's in another universe, you can't get from your planet to another planet. How do you know know that, sir? How do you know that it's not uh, intelligence out there that's way smarter than humans that that can do that? How do you know? I think that if they were here, then that they've been here something that's been evolved with the way the earth evolved so i don't think they will go from so, earth so to you Mars. so so you think god you think god made all of this real estate and only put life on one no i, I think that he created all this real estate and said you stay here you stay here you stay here <laughs> and you can be as smart as you want because even our space program they say we go to space but we don't really go to space listen our space po- our space program might be the most primitive in the universe have you ever thought about that I don't know why human beings, earthlings, think we are the smartest creatures, are, are, are beings in all of these galaxies. Like, that's just weird to think. Yeah, but in any materials, it was created by God. So those materials have to be able to survive in any part of the universe. Who says they can't, though? We're only, we're only looking at things from, from our level of understanding. How do we know that there's not beings out there that can't do that? I'm not arguing with y'all about aliens this morning. Hello, who's this? We are, we are aliens. Tony out of Louisville. Tony, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Uh, I just want to give an RIP shout out to the young lady who lost her life at a club shooting in my city mm. over the weekend. That's horrible. Yeah, definitely, uh, man. Rest in peace. Yeah, I didn't know the lady, but she was a young lady. They was all young. Can you, can, you, can you imagine surviving Absolutely. the pandemic, happy to Thank go outside, you. only to die outside? I mean, that, that, it's in so the sad. club. I mean, I was looking at the paper today, and they said the amount of shootings in, in, in the New York area, they said it's, it's through the roof. They said everybody's shooting. Hello, who's this? Yo, it's your boy Tony Fast from Florida, Tampa, Florida, the people Pacific. What's up, Tony? Uh, get it off your chest, bro. So, there's a few things I want to get off my chest. First of all, I'm a comedian. I will be. I see you at Seven Grove this weekend. So, I will be doing a free uh, comedy show on Tuesday, starting May 17th at Seven Grove in Tampa, Florida. We call it the Tickle the Tacos. It's a free comedy show. Starts at 7.30. Doors open up at 7. I want to get that out there. Second of all, I want to say that, uh, what's that in Uncle Charlotte? I want Peace, to King. Say that, uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. First of all, I want to get on Kamala Harris and Scott about that BS that they said last week. And then, uh, and this is what people were talking about. I'm not a Trump fan, never was, never going to be a Trump supporter. But this is what people were talking about when they say they are rather stick to the evil that they know. Mm. When you get to, to Madam Vice President, they get on, get on TV and double down on some stupid comments that Tim Scott made talking about this is not a racist country. 
And that, that's, that's called on us and telling us it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't get down with that. I'm with I you. I don't get down with that. This is why I did not. I did not. Joe Biden was not my favorite. I couldn't stand him. I still can't stand him. He's, uh, Dr. Umar Johnson was absolutely right. Uh, but other than that, I don't want to tell y'all, brothers, I love y'all. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram, Tony Stats, that's T-O-N-I-F-A-C-Z. Matter of fact, if anybody's seen me in your money bag, yo, start this video. I was the one tied up in the money bag. Yo, shot a video. Okay, you was tied up. Yeah, that was me. That was me in the shot of video. <laughs> the one tied up. The, uh, the one tied up in the center. They beat with the money and put them through. Yeah, that's me, man. Yeah, we don't remember, brother. We don't remember, brother. But but salute to you. I'm yeah. gonna tell, tell you something else too. You know, um, you also got to remember that regardless of who's in the White House, they work for us, and democracy is all about holding your elected officials accountable. So, yes, I wish that uh, Kamala Harris had more radical black dignity, but uh, I'm also going to be pressing Kamala to make sure that certain policies and legislations get passed, especially the George Floyd Policing Act, you know, because black people, we need that. So. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Tyrone calling from up here in Rockford, Illinois. How you guys doing today? What up, Tyrone? Hey, I'm trying to hold it down good. Look at here, man. First of all, I want to give you guys props, man. I love you guys. Listen to you each and every morning. But most importantly, man, I got to get it off my chest this morning. Richard Lil Easy LeCount. Richard Lil Easy LeCount, native of Liberty County, Georgia, man. He got drafted to the Cleveland Browns this weekend. Okay. Congratulations to him, man. Man, I'm so proud of this young man. Come from just from negative to straight up positive all the way. Does he owe you anything? He don't owe me nothing but to get out there on that field and continue to do what he's doing. There you go, That's my brother. Is. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? Hey, yo, this is Drew from Jersey. What's up, Envy? What's up, Charlemagne? Drew, Drew what's, what's up, up, King? Get off your chest. Yo, I'm proud and I'm happy. I want to give a shout-out to my boy Frankie Darby. He just got drafted to the NFL. He's going to the Falcons. Okay. I'm proud and I'm happy, man. His mom just died last month. That's horrible. He made it to the NFL, man. I wish he was here to see it, but I had to give him a shout-out, man. Man, salute That's to that young is. king, man. Does he owe you anything? Nah, nah, he's from my block. He good, he good. Why you ask anybody if they owe you anything? I'm man? just asking. You know, <laughs> these, when these brothers go to the league, I'm just asking. Do, do they owe you anything? That's all. Candace, good morning. Good morning. How are you? How are you doing this morning? I am fine. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I'm on here. How, um, how y'all doing? Let me take we, y'all off my business. We're blessed, black, and highly favored. How you doing, Candace? I'm good. Look, I just want to say... We are three days into Mental Health Month. Yes. Shout out to Mental Health Month. I'm pumped up about that. Mm-hmm. Charlamagne, I would like to say thank you for being the voice of mental health. You help so many people out here to heal and to deal with it. So I do want to say thank you about that. Um, I also want people to not be afraid of speaking your truth because speaking your truth helps other people out here in the world heal. You're right, Candace. Uh, I always say the only way we're going to eradicate the stigma of mental health, especially in the black community, is for all of us to tell our stories. That's right. Well, thank yes, you for calling. Yes, in. And I just, why you know, why are you crying though, Candace? I feel like you got something heavy on your chest this morning. What's what's up? What's happening? Because I'm just excited about it, and I also want to shout out my new. And you have inspired me to start my own mental health line. So um, 
please everyone follow me on Instagram. It's called My Truth, My Peace. My Truth, My Peace? Yes. And I I sell mental health shirts because I just want everybody to wear what you feel on your chest. You know what I mean? If you have anxiety, if you're bipolar, if you have PTSD, wear that. You know, show it. Own it. So, I, just, um, I, I just followed you. I'm gonna order some of this. Love is not my love is not worth my mental health. Okay. Amen. Amen. Broken you, but Mama. still broken but still fixable. I'm about to order me some stuff right now. What's the discount code? There's no discount code. You pay full price. <laughs> Hello, who's this? How you just gonna hang up on her like that? She hung up. I didn't do it. Hey, Sandra, the Haitian therapist. Uh, it was my birthday on Thursday. Sock posse. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. I went to Peru and I climbed Machu Picchu. Ooh, nice. did, you, did you do any of that good raw cocaine in Peru? Oh my goodness. No, no, no. They say years sober. I've never even had a sip of alcohol. So yeah, they say that cocaine in Peru is like pure, pure. No, but I had a guinea pig. A guinea pig? What, what? you mean? You ate one? Yeah, I ate a guinea pig. It's a delicacy over there. How was it? it was bony. <laughs> did you get it fried, grilled, sautéed? Uh, it was roasted. And then I had alpaca meat. That was really good. Now, listen, when you walk into a restaurant, is the guinea pig, like, running on a wheel? Or is that the hamster? Which one runs <laughs> on the wheel? That's the hamster, usually. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yes. No, no. And you said yeah. you had what kind of meat? Alpaca. Alpaca, yeah. What is that? You know, like, the one that kind of looks like a llama with the it's fur an animal. and everything. It was good? Yeah, it was delicious. Well, go ahead with your bad self. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Came a long way from, um, what's the meat Haitians eat? Grill. Grill. There you go. Well, that's pork, so. <laughs> that, that, hey, man, I'm going to be honest with you. Guinea pigs, pork sound all the same to me. <laughs> Definitely not the same. <laughs> I don't think Muslims can eat guinea pigs. I don't think they can. I don't think Allah will be pleased with well, that one. Have a good one and have a great birthday. Thank you, guys. All right. And it's Mental Health Awareness Month, too. Oh, she hung up. She's a therapist, too. Yes. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way. Uh, we got to talk Irv Gotti. He apologized for the comments he made about DMX. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. On The Breakfast Club. Listen up. Now, recently, Irv Gotti did an interview with our peoples out in Chicago, Kendra G. Dropping a clues bomb for Kendra G. Um, I forgot. <laughs> I, I know it's Kendra G, uh, Kyle, and Leon, though. I yeah. can't remember the name of the morning show. WGCI, though. Yeah, yeah, WGCI. Yeah. So shout out to our peoples in the shy. So they did an interview with Irv Gotti, and Irv Gotti said this during the interview. They said he it was a bad dose of crack, and they said uh, some drug, fentanyl, was mixed in with the crack, and that's what made him overdose. Yeah, so he was talking about DMX, and a lot of people didn't like it. I mean, uh, of course, 50 Cent reposted it and said, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> Did he just say DMX died from smoking crack and fentanyl? Why would he say that? Swiss Beats uh, left a comment, bozo moves, can't lie. Well, Irv got Jada Kiss called him a wing. Still trying to figure out what that slang means. Uh, I don't know if that was like a chicken wing. or I'm thinking because it's a part of a bird. So he's oh. saying it's a bird, but you're not a whole bird. You're just a wing. I don't know. I could, I Kids, put us on. I don't know. It's a shortage of chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Irv Gotti, he responded. He put a post with him in DMX. He said, first of all, let me say again how much I love my Iga X. He said, the fact that it's coming into question is only reason I'm going to address this. I love X and love him unconditionally, and that won't change. Now, the interview I did with Kendra G, that was just something that I heard and I re-reported. 
I spoke to Tashara Simmons, who I also love, and I apologize, and I also apologize to my brothers D and Y. They know exactly where my heart is. Hashtag RIP DMX, hashtag dog lug, hashtag rough riders, hashtag family. It's a lot longer, but he well, said he apologized and didn't mean any harm by what, it. Well, the beautiful thing about Irv Gotti is he speaks his mind all the time. Mm-hmm. The bad thing about Irv Gotti is he speaks, speaks his, his mind, mind all the, the time. time. Okay, even if that was the truth, that's not his place to put that out there. His that's man true. just died, family is grieving. That kind of energy, even if it's true, doesn't need to be out there. Like, we can di- we can discuss that another time. I wonder if that's why Irv didn't speak at the funeral. Because I was wondering, I was like, why isn't Irv speaking yeah. at the funeral? I, I, I thought so too. But love and hate Irv, we know Irv's heart when it came to DMX. Of course. Irv loved DMX. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Now, uh, Travis Scott announced Astroworld Festival 2021 dates. So, mm-hmm. it's a couple of dates. So, if you're ready to get back out there, well, he has his third annual festival. is going to happen November 5th and 6th in Houston. Uh, and tickets go on sale Wednesday, May 5th at 10 a.m. And when's the date? Uh, November 5th and 6th. I mean, if the world keeps going the way that it's going, what they say, 100 million Americans are already vaccinated? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't see the problem with that come fall. I feel like fall, uh, things will be... I don't want to say back to normal because it was never normal, but back to so- somewhat normalcy. Right. Uh, shout out to Moneybag. Yo, I'm, I'm sure he got a scare. He posted on Twitter. Damn, man. How my mama got COVID and pneumonia? Shaking my head. I need y'all prayers right now. Uh, he posted that. What was couple- that accent, bro? Don't disrespect Memphis like that. That was like a Memphis. You know, nah, Memphis bro. Don't like disrespect Memphis. Memphis like that, yo. Memphis. That was like a Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, Next like time Memphis y'all accent. see, if Envy ever comes to the city, wipe his beard off. <laughs> wipe his beard <laughs> off. Take a warm rag to his face. All right, but then he posted it a day later, two days later. I appreciate y'all prayers. She is good. So thank God for that. And Moneybag Yo got the number one album in the country this week. Drop on the clues, bump right. for Moneybag Yo. I was going to say that. Number one album in the country. He moved 110,000 total albums his first week. So congratulations to him. Well-deserving. I'm on record as saying uh, Memphis has the best rappers in the game right now. Uh, from Pooh Shiesty to Moneybag Yo mm-hmm. to the Big Scar mm-hmm. to Key Glock to Dolph, yep. like they got the best rappers in the game uh, right now. So yeah. it's good to see Moneybag Yo at the top of the charts. And lastly, Little Dirk. All right, now they posted that O Block. That's the hood in Chicago. His hood in uh, Chicago. That's also the hood where the First Lady's from. He said that it, it posted that it's up for sale, and he said, uh, I'll buy it. It don't matter how much it is, I will buy it. Yeah, I mean, listen, all, all, all you brothers and ancestors out there, you got to stop saying, uh, you know, that's your hood, that's your hood, that's your hood if you don't own none of it. You know what I'm saying? If you don't own none of the dirt there, that ain't your hood. So, yes, I would love to see Lil Dirt uh, purchase Old Block. Yeah, they uh, put the property on the market uh after purchasing the development in 2011, they believe it could be worth anywhere between 30 and $50 million. But there will be some tax credits. There'll be a whole lot that he could probably do. It's 694 units. Why is it for sale? People that bought it are selling it. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. they're trying to flip it. Maybe they're trying to make some money off of it. I am not sure. But I will say this. Lil Durk and I have a lot of conversations, and it's never about music, and he always wants to buy in Chicago. Like, you know... I send him a bunch of properties in Chicago, and sometimes they're a little too small. He, you know, it's bigger than the 12 units. So this is something he'll definitely do. And I reach out to him today and hey see, man. see Gen- if I can get a part of this one. Gentrify your hood before them white people do it. Yeah, but Dirk definitely wants to buy Chicago up and fix it up. So that is your uh, rumor report. Now, when we come back, front page news. If you missed it early, there's a chicken shortage. I'll tell you all Yo, about stop it. Stop leading with that story. I don't feel comfortable as a black radio personality with you leading that leading with that story, bro. What? I just don't like it. I don't like how it sounds. All right. Well, we'll tell you more about the chicken shortage when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. 
Angela here, and the General Insurance understands that stuff happens, including lapses in auto coverage. At the General, they make it easy to get reinstated and will work with you to keep you covered. Call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com to find out more. Some restrictions apply. Damn Monday. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast mm-hmm. Club. Let's get in some front page news. Let's start off with chicken. Boy. Now, the popular- <laughs> popularity of chicken is insane. You know, chicken sandwiches, you got to add that chicken sandwich. Chicken tenders, chicken nuggets, and, mm. of course, those chicken wings. There's so many. It's such a high demand for chicken. It seems like America is starting to run short. That's all you got? No, nah, I got more. So, uh, they say KFC says it's struggling to keep up the soaring demand for its new sandwich. Uh, they said the biscuits in Bojangles is, is starting to uh, run out. And uh, tenders all across the country, people can't find them anywhere. I went to KFC yesterday. I went just for sides because my wife uh, put some chicken on the grill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I put some chicken on the grill. So then I went to KFC and I got uh, a family-sized mashed potatoes, mm. two of them, and um, 10 biscuits. Mm-hmm. Well, you couldn't get no chicken because chicken is, I didn't is, want is the chicken. difficult out there right I now. I didn't want the chicken. I didn't want the chicken just because I'd be knowing that that chicken is GMO. That's why I can't believe there's a shortage of it because it ain't real no way. Yes. How's there a shortage of plastic chicken? They said poultry companies have been struggling to keep up with the demand from uh, quick services, fast food places, and all that. So they're saying they are looking for ways to get more chicken in. Well, I guess they're going to keep genetically modifying more chicken. Because mm-hmm. when they say chicken, they mean organic chicken, right? Yes. Probably a shortage of organic chicken. Organic chicken, yep. It's not a shortage of that uh, stuff that got six legs. What's that? You ain't never seen the chickens with six legs? No. Oh, my God. Google it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I said this earlier. I'll tell you again. The White House says 100 million Americans are fully vaccinated, almost double the 55 million who were fully vaccinated just a month ago. Now, they say nearly 40% of all adults in the country are protected. And, you know, things are looking a lot better. They say that people are allowed to go outside without a mask. Congratulations. Also, they say anxiety is the reason a lot of you guys are experiencing fainting and dizziness after taking the Johnson & Johnson shot. Well, that's y'all fault. It's the media's fault. I haven't gotten vaccinated. I don't plan to get vaccinated. But it's the media's fault because the Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine got recalled, mm-hmm. right? Because they said it causes blood clots. Correct. So imagine you have gotten the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and you see that on the news. Of course, that's going to make your anxiety shoot through the roof. Of course you're going to think the worst. Mm-hmm. Now, if you got family out in uh, Mississippi in that area, give them a ring right now. They said uh, damage reported in at least three cities after tornadoes ripped through that area. Uh-huh. So if you have family out there, give them a call. Make sure they are right. Check on the elderly. Make sure everybody is okay. Where is that at? Uh, Mississippi. Okay. Mississippi. All right. And that is your front page news. Mm. Now, when we come back, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. We were talking behind the scenes, and I seen Dramos get so mad. Yeah, man. What? This is something Little Duval posted. My guy, Little Duval. Drop on the clues bonds for Little Duval. The prophet, Little Duval. Deacon, Little Duval. Deacon Duval. What did Deacon Duval say? Nah, he said, how you a grown-ass man, <laughs> over 30, uh. sharing a place with another grown-ass man? <sighs> You got a point. You know, let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. When we said this earlier, Dramos got so offended. Listen, I'm not shaming mm-hmm. you because I just I just want to know what the situation is. Hold on a Dramos, mm. is, he just turned 40 and he just got Shut his own crib, so we want to congratulate you. You're 40? You're not 40, yeah, Dramos. You believe this guy? You're not even 30 yet, are you? No, I'm 30. You're 30. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. And this, is this true how you're a grown-ass man over 30 sharing a place with another grown-ass man? Might be man? his boyfriend. Might be his husband. Who? 
Calm down. God, God damn, sure Dramos. Sure. Calm down. I'm making sure y'all loosen up your butt cheeks, bro. Look Relax. Why you get so tight? Jeez, I'm just saying in general, this person. That Duval is referencing, that may be his boyfriend, uh-huh. that may be his husband. I don't think he's talking about that. I think he's you talking don't know about, the situation. I think he's talking about uh, grown-ass men that are what out if, and about in the clubs, you know, has uh, all types of couture cars and, and still a grown-ass <laughs> man and living with another grown-ass man. So you're just talking about straight-up grown men with roommates. This ain't no yeah. son with a father situation. No. This ain't no son living, I mean, no brother living with a brother. No. No, that's what we talking about. Let's talk about it when we come. Why, why are you so giggly, yo? Because what's, you guys are some haters. <laughs> I think y'all forget what it. What, okay, we'll, we'll talk. You about got it. a roommate? And by the way, I'm not, I just, at my brokers, at my brokers, what? I've never had a roommate. Oh, you Shut tell him. You tell him, honey. We'll talk about it when we come back. All right, just the breakfast club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about something that uh, our friend Little Duval said. Now, Little Deacon Duval. What did Deacon Duval say? Little Duval said, "How you a grown ass man over thirty sharing a place with another grown ass man?" Wow. So we said that we were talking behind the scenes, and uh, our friend, our board op over here, uh, Dramos, got a little upset. Dramos, are you in this situation? I well, first of all, I just bought my own house, my own property recently. Congratulations! Okay. Congratulations! But, uh, three months ago, yes, I was in that situation. And why? So, why? Because y'all don't pay me enough up here. Okay, so you know, <laughs> I, I understand that. I understand that. I understand that. Listen, I understand where Duval is coming from. I don't judge people. You know what I mean? Because as 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 Dramo said, sometimes it's an economic. Most of the time, it's an economic uh, situation. But when I see grown men sharing space with other grown men, I just assume they're gay or related, and I have no problem with it. Why you is that the mean? assumption? I don't know. That's you. I was thinking what I assume. Asses assume. That's why you shouldn't assume, right? Was there any truth to any of those things? He no, it's not any damn truth. It's, first of all, goodness it's, gracious, it's expensive. Why? You know, you save some money over here. I, I understand where Dramos is coming from. I have no problem with it. Uh, I, I like unity and group operation. As Dramos said, rent is expensive. But I will say, if two grown men are sharing one bathroom, you gotta get your life together. Because if you're using the same toilet as a person, y'all a couple. Y'all a couple. Yeah, y'all a couple. Come on, bro. Your, your cheeks share the same cheek t- toilet seat as another man. Hold on, Dramos, did y'all have one bathroom or two bathrooms in the place? One bathroom. Whoa! How many toothbrushes? Whoa! Shut up, man. So hold on, so hold on. So what if you really had to go, right, to do a number two, but he just came off from doing a number two, so you walk right in and smell him? They flirting. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, if that gotta be the rule, if two grown men share space, it gotta be two bathrooms in the space. It got to be. Unless they don't want that. Man, you shut got, up, Jasmine. Yes. Two guys, thirty years old, roommates. What, what's your thoughts? Nah, you, you gotta be doing. You gotta be doing better. Like that's just. That's just kind of. Mm-mm. Because what if your girl want to come over and she want to be walking around naked? So she can't do that. If you got a roommate. And especially if they got one bathroom. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. No, I think you at around 30 years old. Honestly, like getting close to 30, like around 20 something, you should be having your own place. That's right. Your cheeks touching the same toilet that another man's <laughs> cheeks touch. I appreciate this shame. This is crazy. Who's this? Yo, yo, yo. You, yes. you, you. What's your name, Mama? Me? Oh, this is Jaylee. Good morning, y'all. I wanted to say, 
whoever wants to be besties with their best friend when they come home from jail and they want to go to basketball summer league all summer, not taking care of their responsibilities, that's why men want to be roommates with other men. This sounds very personal. It does sound personal. What happened? What happened? Me and my soul, Charlamagne, my baby's dad was in feds for 15 years. Promising me love the whole 15 years. Oh he come home. Honey, he comes home. Don't want to speak to his baby's mom. He wouldn't have survived without. Them kids wouldn't have survived without me. He wouldn't have come home and got his other girl's name tatted on his back. So I got to get somebody's diamond on my hand. What the hell? What? So listen, does he have a roommate? <laughs> <laughs> Are you... He's still in the halfway house, but he's trying to room up with his bestie when he get out the halfway house because he don't want to handle responsibility. He used to... Out of prison. Maybe he just used to having a celly, boo. That's all. Yeah, maybe he used to having a celly a whole dude. Go ahead. Okay. I don't want nothing to do with that, but if you promise me promises of love, I'm sending you money and all that. You're going to have to pay a price when you come home and then you try to front on me. Are you calling from Philadelphia? Yes. Around that, yes. Yeah, I can hear, I can hear, I can hear the Philly in your Goodness tone. I can hear the accent. Well, I'm sorry, Man, mama. It's all good. I just wanted to see what Angela Yee thought if she thought Shady was going to scoop me or not, because I don't got to wait around for no what jailbird. She not here. She not here today, mama. Well, I'm asking CNE, what's up? What's up? <laughs> um, I think that you shouldn't force anybody to want to be with you. You know what I'm saying? And, and, right, and, right. I don't want to. I, I yeah, agree. And, I think Dramos is taking all the good men, so just be careful. Hell and I think that if he if he's been in jail for the past 15 years and he wants to come <laughs> home and live with another man instead of you, says a lot. We're trying what to save his money, man. He's got a whole woman he can stay with. He can stay with you? You got a place he can stay with? Yeah, he got he got a place with me, but guess what? He tried to act brand new when he got out. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, that's a little weird. I don't know where this went, Mama, but thank you for calling. Have a good day. All right. Geeks. Okay. I'm going to tell you, when he come home, you better check for that crack in the Liberty Bell. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Because I'm telling you, <laughs> this, is, this don't sound right. All right. 800-585-1051. The good brother, Little Duval, said this on, on uh, Twitter the other day. He said, how you a grown-ass man over 30 sharing a place with another grown-ass man? And let's talk about it, all right? Dramos was so offended by that. We're not shaming nobody no, with roommates, not. by You're the way. You're definitely shaming people. No, but I'm just saying 30 and up. What? And you a grown man, two men with one bathroom? Bro, you know how it's New York, the New York, New Jersey area is expensive, man. Let me ask you a question. What? Did you ever sit on the toilet after him and it was warm? We gotta go to commercial. Yeah, you know, they, they, that means they gotta share the soap because there's gotta be a bar of soap there. So why you gotta share the this soap? This is wild. Be you know Sharing that. one bathroom with a man is crazy. Sharing <laughs> one toilet is wild. We'll talk about it more when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I know it, man. I know it, man. Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're reading something that Little Duval put on Instagram. I don't know why I keep crumpling up this paper, but he said, <laughs> How you a grown-ass man over 30, Dramo, sharing Shut a up. place with another grown-ass man? That is the question. I'm going to say, I don't think having a roommate, you know what I'm saying, when you're a man at 30 is the problem. I just think it's a problem when it's like a two-bedroom, one-bathroom. 
If What's the problem? It's got to be two bathrooms, bro. Sharing the toilet with another guy is strange. Bro, there's that limited real estate over here in the who, area. Who cleans, though? Who cleans? Like, how do y'all decide who cleans the toilet? We had a cleaning lady because of the money we were saving on being roommates. We hired a cleaning lady. Well, right? guess what? If y'all didn't pay the cleaning lady, y'all could both afford to have your own place. That's well, right. Now right. I do have my own place. So that's what I was doing. I was saving. Y'all need to stop shaming people. Listen, why? Okay, if, it, if you weren't ashamed about it, why'd you move? What do you mean? Because I want to buy my own place. Why did you want your own place? Because I want to own my own place. Because you knew that having a roommate looked crazy. I mean, look a little crazy, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Essence. Hey, hey Essence. Essence. So what, what are your hey. thoughts on a grown-ass man having a, a roommate, 30 years old? I think I was just dealing with somebody like that. He was 40. He refused to call them roommates because he knew that, he knew that was awful. He would call them housemates to make his <laughs> 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 Did they even have a house? They were, I mean, they were renting rooms from someone, but like, it was none of their house. <laughs> I mean, and you have the nerve to ask him to move in with him. Like, dude, you don't even have your own place. Why would I give up my spot to go be roommate with your... No. That's right. So you no. didn't give him none, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I shouldn't have, though. See? Where'd y'all, where'd y'all used to have sex at? <laughs> in his room. I mean, he had a Oh, room. man. Yeah. Did, did he have a twin bed? No, it was a full size, probably. <laughs> I think you deserve better, man. What happened if you I had do. to go to the bathroom? Because you could go to the bathroom hard. and somebody could be in the bathroom already. You just got to wait your turn. Yeah, that was awful. That's what I'm saying, man. You cannot Sorry, share the same bathroom. Yeah, Even if you're a grown-ass man, I got another grown-ass man as a roommate. Y'all got to have more than one bathroom. Hello, who's this? Hello? Hello? Hey, now this is George. We have George on the line. George, you're 36 and you have a roommate now, right? No, no. I, I, told, him I, had, I told him I had a roommate. Oh. You had a roommate? Yes, sir. When? About two years ago. Wow, you was 34 <laughs> years old. Anything else you want to add to this? <laughs> nah, man. I'm just here for the... <laughs> Did y'all have one bathroom? Yes. Damn. So you used to share the same toilet as another man? Your cheeks touched the same cheeks as did? What's wrong with that, man? <laughs> I do. I do right, Dave. The dude. Dave. Nothing wrong with it. Judge I'm, you, just, I'm just telling you. Judge you. Ain't I'm just telling you that. that your DNA and his DNA is all over each other. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> How many bedrooms did y'all have? Two, brother. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> nah, man. I, I had actually, well, I was engaged at the time. When you was engaged? Me. Yeah, so y'all know. Let me, let me, that wasn't matter of fact, let me leave it. Matter of fact, let me leave it alone. Let me leave it alone. Why y'all not engaged no more? It didn't work out. Why? She got tired of coming over and having to share the bathroom with two grown men? <laughs> Not even, brother. It didn't work out. I hear you questioning your life right now, sir. It's all good, bro. And you should, but at least you're not at least you're not in that situation no you more. Stay strong, man. Yo, Charlemagne. Yes, sir. I want to. Can I ask you something? Uh, yes, sir. I do interviews. I want. I want you to look at my interviews. Okay, what's the page? No Smoke TV. All right, I'm gonna check it out. That's a lie. He ain't gonna check it out. No, I am gonna check it out. Do you do it in the? Uh, yeah, do you do it with your roommate not in your roommate's house? <laughs> nah, man, I got my old crib now, okay. man. Congratulations, I'm happy for you, King. I'm gonna well, check out yeah, No Smoke man. TV I, though. Yeah, I look up to your interviews, man. So you know, I'm just trying to do my thing. I appreciate right, you, luck, my brother. Thank you. Right. What's the moral to the story, man? The moral of the story is a scrub is a guy that thinks he's fine, but also known as a buster. Okay, that's the that's the song that made me move out of my mama's house when I was in my twenties. All right, and at my brokest when I was making eight dollars an hour. At Hot 103.9 in Columbia, South Carolina, I did not have a roommate. Yeah, but how nasty was your apartment? 
I didn't have any. All I had was a bed that my mama, thank God, let me bring up from Mount Corner, South Carolina. I had a small TV on the floor, and that's it. That's even worse. I hey, say, that I, is not worse. Yeah. I'd rather have that than have share a bathroom with another man. How dare you? Okay. All right. Well, when we come back, we got the rumor report. We'll tell you about Jay-Z. Walking He's in on your roommate millions, naked. More millions, more millions. <laughs> that's got to be awkward. What? Say walking in, walking in on your roommate naked. Naked. That's got to be awkward. I will say it, it did suck when you and your girl. It did suck what? Shut up. No, when your girl comes over and y'all, you know, trying to have sex, you got to turn the TV up. You know what I'm saying? So you can. Well, you luckily you wasn't making her. You wasn't making her make no noise anyway. Man, shut up. So she was. Bro, I'm not mini me like you. Okay. Relax. Goodness gracious. All right, we'll talk Jay Z when we come back. Can we play Scrubs right now? That Please. doesn't apply here. That doesn't apply here. It definitely applies. Bro, that's it for people who are living at home with their mom. They say it blatantly in the song. They ain't say nothing about no roommates. <laughs> Same dude. Let's play Scrubs here. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's Friends Ride, trying to holler at me. That's right. You know, it's the funniest part of this song is when she says, um, I'm not what she say, I'm not going back to your place. What'd she say? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> she said, I'm not, go, I'm not going back to your place or something like that. You yep. can't, I can't go back to your place. You don't have a place. No. You know, you're half a homeless nigga. Goodness gracious. Haters. Goodness gracious. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, July 3rd, I'll tell you about my car show, right? The Drive Your Dreams car show, or as we're calling it now, Carcella. Carcella? Carcella. I like to drive your dreams car show, bro. Carcella. No, bro. <laughs> yes. No. It's already yes, yes. Carcella. Because it's not just about the cars. It's also rides and festival for the kids. So that's why it's Carcella. It's a little bit of both. But now. I hope y'all get sued. No, I can't. Coachella's actually a place. I already trademarked <laughs> okay. it. But anyway, Carcella. Right. So first, I want to shout out to Sisters with Jeeps. They're sister... Sisters out there in Atlanta, there's 50 of them. They all come into the car show. So I want to say I appreciate you, SWJ. Sisters. That's right. Then we got the BBS boys. They're going to bring the paid in full cars in the Uptown Car Club. That's Coach K, Mars, and Biddy's Car Club. Right. The now, B- what is it? The BBS? The B- no, that's the Uptown Car Club. What was the BBS you said? BBS boys. Do you remember the BBS rims? Got you. Okay, 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 okay. They're from New York. They're coming what down. What about the BBL boys? The ones that be getting the lipo and getting their tummies tucked. They not coming? <laughs> They'll probably be there. Okay, okay. It's, it's Atlanta. They'll probably be there. Now, shout to Generation Now. My brother DJ Drama, Don Cannon, and Jack Harlow will have their cars in the car show. Mm. Ludicrous. Why you say mm like that? I am into it. <laughs> I was just trying to help you hype it up. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Ludicrous. Straight out off the Fast and Furious movie, Ludicrous will have his car in the car show. Wait a minute. Now, I think the beat should have dropped already, Drummo. I know, right? The beat should have been dropped. I should have been playing the instrumental. I thought he was still building up to it. I thought he was, yeah. Play the instrumental. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Let's get some instrumentals going. Here we go. All right. Shout to 2 Chains. Now, 2 Chains, I don't know if you remember. You remember when they had all those tanks running around Shot Town, and I believe Kanye West gave 2 Chains a tank. Mm-hmm. Well, I have 2 Chains' tank going to be in that car show. Fabulous. Yes, I'm going to have Fabulous's cars. Little Dirk. Offset Cardi B's cars. Currency's cars. Uh, 50 Cent. He called me this week and it said, Envy. Do you want me to buy more cars for the car show? No, 50. You got enough damn cars for the car show. And 50's down there, right? Ain't they down there filming BMF? They are down there filming BMF, okay. and all his cars are down there. Last but not least, so I told you Generation Now. I told you Ludacris. I told you Dirk. I told you Fabulous. Offset, Cardi B. Currency, 2 chains, 50. Now, this guy called me over the weekend and said, Envy, take my car out of the celebrity section. I thought I did something wrong. I said, why? 
Little baby said, I want my own goddamn section. I'm bringing my fleet of cars. So the Drive Your Dreams car show goes down July 3rd. Your favorite celebrity cars, and it's called Carcella. Why? Because we're going to have rides, amusements for the kids, rock climbing, carnival rides, swings, and all that indoors so you ain't got to worry about the rain. We got food vendors out there, so your favorite food trucks will be out there. Chicken and waffles, we got it. There ain't Slushies no chicken. Outside. It's the shortage of chicken. All right. <laughs> Fish and waffles, we got all of that. <laughs> We're gonna have facials for women drama, don't get excited for men too. Also here braiding, we'll braid your beard dramas and more. So get your tickets July 3rd, shout out to Lincoln Tech, Lincoln Tech Nashville. And of course, Atlanta, the beat. Fourth of July weekend, you're gonna wanna be there. This is gonna be the biggest car show that I've done. This is gonna be one of the biggest in the world. So I can't wait for you to see everything that we have going down, all right? Now fabulous. I spoke to every artist. Every artist is excited, but Fabulous. I forgot to call him, but Fab, I know where your cars are. I'm going to take your car anyway, whether you like it or not. That's robbery, sir. Yep. I'm going to bring it back. Okay. All right. So get your tickets for the car show July 3rd. It will sell out. It's close to selling out, and I can't wait to see you guys. Family fun. I'm bringing my whole family with me, so bring the kids. We're going to have a lot of fun. Four and under is free, and uh, in every city we do a car show, we like to give back to that city. So we're going to be uh, donating some money as well. Shout out to Michael Rubin. He said, well, I'll tell you about that later. So he's all about giving back. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to give back to the city, and we're going to have a family fun day for the July weekend. So hopefully you guys will join me. I'm excited about it. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. It's, I'm glad that it's not virtual this year. No, no, that, I'm glad too. There's nothing that sucks more than a virtual car show. Yeah. It was sucked. It, it was really <laughs> no, bad. No, no, no. The going in the car, yeah, it was I bad. mean, I understand you got to make something out of nothing. Yeah. And, and there was definitely nothing last year, but virtual car shows suck. You got to be there and experience it, you know? Yeah, and I just want to uh, shout out to all the sponsors and iHeart and the Beat Atlanta, Lincoln Tech, Lincoln Tech Nashville, Lincoln Tech Atlanta. I totally own this car show. I put it on myself. I'm doing all the uh, the work, all the hard moving, everything that needs to be done. It takes a lot, but they all supported me. And uh, I just want to say thank you. So we have some more car shows coming up around the country, but July 3rd is this one. Now, when we come back, let's get to the rumors. Jay-Z, another one. Some more millions. We'll tell you all about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, congratulations to Hove and team. He just closed a $350 million deal. He sold title with uh, CEO Square uh, Jack Dorsey. So that is an amazing. That's a deal. nice flip. What he mm-hmm. paid? What he paid? Fifty-six million dollars for title. Yeah, he paid fifty-six Back in million the day. for it. That's right. And uh, with all the initial investors in title, all the artists he initially mm-hmm. had on, walked away with like what eight million dollars a piece, something yep. like that. Yep, 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 yep. Can't be mad at that. Nope. Square gets eighty percent ownership of title and licensing deals with major record labels, but Jay Z and crew they still remain on uh, running it and holding everything down. So Listen, congratulations to Rock Nation and if, all that you guys are doing. If the now. deals you're doing don't benefit other people, the deals aren't worth doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. Like a lot of things people do are are very self-serving and nobody eats off of those things but them. Those those aren't worth doing. The mm-hmm. deals that are worth doing are the ones like that where a lot of different people eat. All right, now shout to DJ Khaled on his new album. He has the song Nas and Jay-Z. And there's a video that surfaced of Jay-Z FaceTiming Nas and Nas saying that he had to change his lyrics after hearing Hov's verse. So, I'm just here tweaking lines and shit. Yo, Japanese whiskey. Y'all got bands where we dance to different drums. Oh, no, no, no. I gotta come back. I gotta come back. 
And the Queen at the end, bro, like, there's harmonies. That gave me chills, bro. Like, and, and that's her when she comes in when you say, on another beat? Yeah. Hey. hey. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. Yeah, this is one. This is definitely one for the books. I love that record. I love me seeing uh, two grown men talking about dieting, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and investing in themselves personally and professionally. That's what, that's what the whole song is about. The song is really about the investments they've made in their professional lives and personal lives. I love that record. Well, Khaled said that, you know, Nas didn't have to change any verses or lyrics. He was just saying that he didn't change anything. But I don't know if you've seen trending over the weekend. And this was like, people are so stupid. They were like, does Jay-Z, all he talk about, making money, uh, being rich and his wife. I'm like, what else is there to talk about? Well, like, he's uh, yeah, like, he, you're 51 years old. What you want to talk? What you want him to talk about? You want him to talk about busting his gun? You know what I mean? What you want him to talk stupid. about? Popping pills? He's talking about his life. That's his life. That's what art is. Art is a reflection of life. Okay, so yes, if I'm married to Beyonce, if I'm a billionaire, if I'm making money, those are the things I'm gonna talk about. And I have not. I've never heard a rapper talk about uh, intermittent fasting ever right. in a song right. ever. Well, okay. Well, Jennifer Lopez, uh, after her split from Alex Rodriguez, No More Boricua Love, she mm. is hanging around Ben Affleck. Just run back to the white man, huh? How does that make you feel, Dramos? I mean, it's a loss for all of us, I feel like, you know? Who's all of us? Who's all of us? Who's all of us, you know what I'm saying? How does it make you feel that she ran back to the white man? I don't feel good about it. Okay, let's make it sure. Benefit might be back, man. Right. She, you know what? She's, just, she's on a rebound right now. You know, we all do dumb things on the rebound. No. Yeah. Now, in mm -hmm. some sad news, uh, rapper 40 Cal, you remember 40 Cal's with Dipset? Diplomats? Yeah, he's asking for help in search of his missing teenage daughter. Mm. Uh, she goes to Buffalo State College, and she was missing. They're asking anybody with any information to please, 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 please help as much as possible. I think I heard on the news this morning that they believe they found her cell phone, but they haven't found her as yet. She's 19 years old. Uh, this is one of those tragic situations. Help, please. I can't even imagine your daughter's at college and you're hoping that everything is fine because once they go to college, there's really nothing. You can't watch over them like that and something happens. Please. There has to be somebody that knows something. If you know any information, please uh, contact uh, 40 Cal or the family. 40 Cal's uh, Instagram is it's 40 C-A-L. Right? His daughter's name was Sanaya. Now, again, that's Buffalo State College. Man, that's horrible to hear. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, you just you just bought the energy all the way down. Jesus Christ, we could have did that as its own separate break somewhere. Yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. I know Yikes. that people listen, and, and even up top they listen, so hopefully if they know anything or seen anything, Definitely. please uh, reach out. Lord have mercy, that's horrible. I can't even imagine. Mm-mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And lastly, Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, he's uh, she's she's waiting on her debate over transgender sports restrictions, and this is what she said. This is a question of fairness. That's why I oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girl sports in school. It just isn't fair, and we have to protect girl sports in our but, school. But, but if someone transitions and now identifies as a girl, isn't it delegitimizing their identity to prevent Have a them? good day. Have a good day. Okay, what did she say wrong? Nothing. What did she say wrong? Nothing. And, 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 and she would know, because she was an athlete back in the day. You right. know, an Olympic gold medalist. So right. <laughs> what did she say wrong? I don't see how anybody could uh, have a problem with that. That's right. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? You know, let's talk uh, Let's talk why there's no permanent friends or enemies 
when it comes to business. Okay, I need a radio personality named Mason Shreeder to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Enter for a chance to win two high-end cell phones with 12 months of service and $2,500 thanks to Simple Mobile. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. To enter and get rules, visit breakfastclubonline.com. You get donkey of the day, yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day, yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. Man. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yes. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Donkey of the Day for Monday, May 3rd, goes to a radio DJ in St. Louis. A radio personality. His name is Mason Streeter. Uh, good morning, Mason. I don't know you, sir, but I felt like this donkey of the day was so appropriate, especially since today, okay, our latest Breakfast Club affiliate is a radio station in Charleston, South Carolina named Z93 Jams. Drop on the clues bombs for Z93 Jams. That station is very special to me because it's the heritage station that I grew up on. And as far as my my radio career, it's the station that I grew at. Okay, Z93 Jams is where I started as an intern. I worked in the promotions department and I was a part-time radio personality there. Why am I telling you this story? Because it's the first radio station I worked at. Okay, I worked at six other ones since then. Okay, yes, I've worked at seven different radio stations in my almost 23 year radio career okay from south carolina to new york to philly back to new york and now nationally syndicated all over the country look at god okay thank you god now being that i've worked at seven different radio stations being that i've been fired four times from some of these stations i don't even bother to have an office okay right now to this day because if they need me to roll out i'm gonna just roll out that's how fickle this business can be it's no stability in radio until you get to a certain position and then even then it's like yeah Okay, maybe it's my PTSD from being fired four times, but I've been in this business long enough to know that the game is indeed a revolving door. It's just a cycle of leaving and returning now. I have no idea how old Mason Schreeder is. I have no idea how long he's been in radio. But man, oh man, did he make a rookie mistake in regards to making a commitment to the radio station, okay? See, Mason Schreeder is half of the morning show, Mason and Remy, and he decided to get the radio station's logo tattooed on his arm hmm? <sighs> to all my aspiring radio personalities out there trust me when i tell you these radio stations ain't loyal okay lord have mercy all right don't ever think in this business of radio that folks are your friends to the extent that you should get a tattoo <laughs> of said radio station on your arm it is all kind of ways to show you are riding for the station you are currently work at how about wear a t-shirt with the station's logo on it. How about wear a hat with the station's logo on it? Put a bumper sticker of the station's logo on your car. Wear a damn jacket with the station's logo. But a tattoo? Why did he get the tat on his arm? Well, let's hear it from Mason himself. Let's go to 92.3 WIL. So we play Mason versus Remy on the show. Remy and I compete. I lost in the month of April. And when you lose in our game, you reach into the bag of cringe. And whatever you pull out of that bag, you have to do in order to make good for your loss. I pulled out tattoo, and I got the 92.3 WIL logo permanently tattooed on my body. Now, just because you pull tattoo out of a, a, a bag, right, the cringe bag, as they call it, mm -hmm. does it mean you had to get a permanent tattoo? Couldn't you get a temporary one? I'm sure. 
It's like, Mason, you're a grown-ass man. You had to know this wasn't a good idea. Some bets I'm just not participating in, okay? This is bigger than radio. I feel like there's someone out there in corporate America just in the world right now who needs to hear this, okay? That job you working at is not dying for you, okay? That relationship you in, that person is not dying for you. All right, that job you working at, you won't be able to pass along to your kids. That person you with right now, you're not going to marry. Okay, I don't care how life-changing said job is right now. I promise you, in the future, you will move on. I don't care how good that raw pee-pee feel. In the future, I promise you, you will move on. Okay, I don't care if you worked at that job for 20 years. Don't you dare get no tattoo of that station on your arm. I don't care how long you've been dating that person. If you're not married, don't even get that person's name tattooed on you. And even then, don't do it. Now, you don't have to listen to me. Okay, we can use Mason as an example because the reason he's getting donkey today is not just because he got the station logo tatted on his arm, but less than a week later, less than a week later, he was laid off from the same radio station. No. Listen, man, it hurts when people learn late what you learned early. There are no permanent friends or enemies when it comes to business. Therefore, it should be no permanent tattoos. Mm. All right? This goes for jobs, relationships. The moral of the story is never make a permanent decision based off temporary feelings or temporary situations. Please give Mason Schreeder the biggest hee uh-huh. uh-huh. Damn it, man. <sighs> you want to play a game? I do want to play a game. Okay, let's play a game of Guess What Race It Is! All right, what are my clues? All right, Mason Schreeder. Mason. Uh, he was part of a morning show called Mason and Remy in St. Louis. Mason and Remy. He got a tattoo of the station's logo on his arm, 92.3 WIL. Less than a week later, he was fired. Mm. DJ Envy, Guess What Race It Is! This is a tough one. This is a tough one, right? I'm trying to think of how many Masons that I, that I know that are black or white, right? Uh-huh. I know a lot of Masons that are black, right? Especially Mason that used to play for the New York Knicks, right? Mm-hmm. Boom. That was his last name, idiot. Oh, that, that's Anthony Mason. I yes. guess you're right, yeah. Damn it, man. So that kills everything <laughs> I was just thinking about. <laughs> hmm. This guy here, man. man. I don't know. Black people ain't tattooing stuff that they... Excuse me? <laughs> What are you about to say? I guess you so, because you got Wolverine oh, no, 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 no. What was you about to say yeah. about black people and tattoos? Really, yeah, you're right. I was going to say, we don't really tattoo stuff that we don't. Yeah, but I, are yes. you out of your goddamn I, mind? I'm thinking. I'm trying to put this together, damn it. Wait till you go to your car show in Atlanta and look at all the stupid tattoos you see in Atlanta. <laughs> you're right. All right. You, you convinced me I'm black. Damn, damn, damn. I didn't want to say that, but you convinced no. me. Let me ask DJ Dramos. DJ Dramos. Yeah. Mason Schreeder. Uh, part of a morning show called Mason and Remy. Uh, uh-huh. Got the tattoo of the station logo on his arm, 92.3 WIL. Uh, Mason Streeter. Um, g- guess what race he was, Dramos? So, I mean, Mason and Remy's the name of the morning show. Mm-hmm. Remy makes me think of Remy Ma, so maybe he's on like a urban radio station, as they call it. Wow. It could be, it could be drink. Remy could be a drink, too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's white, though. I'm Why? Gonna, I'm, I'm going to guess What's white. the reason? How you go white? You just What's said everything that was urban. No, because because I, I also just this is just stupid things that white people do, thinking it's funny that they would put a tattoo thing. In a the whole box. tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Like, you ain't gonna do that up here. No, somebody's get shot over Bro. that. Let's be honest. Why? Bro. Why would somebody get shot? Bro, because, because that's that's extreme. You gotta come on now. That's he weird. has Wolverine tattooed on his arm. I was 18 years old. <laughs> was matter. that a part of a bet as well? No, it wasn't. Well, that's what stop, tattoos were illegal in South Carolina, and this guy named <laughs> T. Willis used to do tattoos. Bro, he, okay, he, wants, to, he wants to get a Wu-Tang logo on him right now at a 40-year-old that, that, man. That man. means nothing. That means nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, I would like to tell you that, uh, DJ Envy, you are wrong. Yes! <laughs> 
DJ Dramos, you are absolutely correct. Mason Streeter is indeed Caucasian, and I left out one of the big clues because it would have gave it away. He worked at a country music radio station. You tricked me, man. Mason Streeter worked at a country music radio station. So guess what race he is? He's Caucasian. All right. All right, lost that one. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, when we come back, in the rumors, we were talking about Caitlyn Jenner. Now, what are we talking about? This is what Caitlyn Jenner said. This is a question of fairness. That's why I oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girl sports in school. It just isn't fair, and we have to protect girl sports in our but, but, but if someone transitions and now identifies as a girl, isn't it delegitimizing their identity to prevent them? Have a them? good day. Hmm. Let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. Uh, let's talk about trans girls competing in female sports. What are your thoughts? What do you think? Let's have a respectful conversation about it. As Absolutely. long as everybody can be respectful, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's worth a conversation. Okay, let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Pick up the phone, baby. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, during the rumors, we were talking about Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner, she weighed in on a debate over transgender sports restrictions, and this is what she said. This is a question of fairness. That's why I oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girl sports in school. It just isn't fair. And we have to protect girl sports in our but, school. But, but if someone transitions and now identifies as a girl, isn't it delegitimizing their identity to prevent them? Have a them? good day. So what's the question? So we're asking 800-585-1051. What are your thoughts? Uh, I agree with Caitlyn Jenner. And I think she is the best person to have this discussion. She was an Olympic athlete when she was Bruce Jenner. So she can speak to the advantages that uh, a, 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 a person who has transitioned from a man into a woman can have in that space. And, you know, and to sit around and act like they don't have an advantage over biological women is ridiculous, especially in combat sports. So I totally agree with Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, I, I agree as well. And like you said, she was was a, a superstar athlete, so she would know. Per perfect person to speak to this. Absolutely. Also, if you're a trans woman, I, I feel like you'd make more history playing men's sports, identifying as a woman, because you'd be the first woman to play in these men's sports. Right. You know what I mean? You'd be the first woman in the NFL. You'd be the you know, first woman to play in the NBA. I just feel like if you're a trans woman, you'd make more history playing men's sports. So. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello. We have Brittany on the line. Brittany, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what, what, are, what, are, you th what are your thoughts? So my whole thought is, because I have a transgender sister, uh -huh. my whole thought on it is, with the hormones. I feel like if kids like in high school start taking hormones early because the hormones break down the testosterone in the body, then I feel like they should be able to play girl sports because they really be as strong as men. Oh, so you think it should be based on how long they've been taking the hormones? Yeah, if they take it early. Like just, if you just dress like a girl and say, okay, I'm transgender, I want to play girl sports, then you still have the strength of a man. I don't think it would be fair for the other females in the school, but if you start taking hormones in high school, then it breaks down the screen. You you gonna be at school. How, how long has your um your your sister been transitioned? Uh, she's been transitioning for like twelve years. Okay, oh, yes. okay, okay. Well, thank you, mom. And I can physically 
me like I can physically beat her in a fight. <laughs> Could you beat her before though? No. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Thank you. Hello, who's this? That that's interesting. Hey, it is. Hey, this is Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. What, what are your thoughts? So I definitely agree with Caitlin. I feel it's uh, just a fairness thing. Nobody's trying to take any way anything away from them for the fact that they identify as a woman by all means do your thing. But when you are born a male, your hormones make you superior to females in certain areas such as strength. So whether it's high school sports or Olympic sports, whatever the case is, it's just not fair. Think about it like this. They have Special Olympics. They have individuals that have disabilities that compete in their own lane. Imagine if we had fully able-bodied people competing against them. Everybody's going to have that same argument. That's not fair. A, B, C, S, Y, Z. So if you look at it like that, Logically, come on, guys. No, I'm with you. I like what you said about how nobody's trying to take anything away from them because we're not. And biological women don't want anything taken away from them. Exactly. Exactly. And not to mention another point, when you're born a woman, our hormones, they kick our butt. Instantly, you can contest to this. There's certain times of the month that we still have to perform under certain conditions. They have that advantage off the bat. So when we're going through menstruation and stuff like that, and we still have to run track and lift weights and do all of this and perform under those conditions, that's going to take away from our performance. They don't have those um, trials and tribulations that they got to go through. Okay. So they're always on 100% for the most part. Thank you for your opinion. Thank you, guys. Be safe. All right. This is is a respectful conversation. Mm -hmm. We've heard both sides of the spectrum already. Right. You know, one one woman who has a, a trans sister says that it should happen, like it's fine as long as the person has been taking hormones early. Another woman says it should. 800-585-1051. We're asking, you know, Caitlyn Jenner spoke on uh, trans girls competing in female sports and what her opinion was. So we're just asking, what's your opinion? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know in there. I'm in Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Caitlyn Jenner. Now, uh, recently she did an interview with TMZ where she was actually walking to a car and they stopped and asked her a question about trans girls competing in female sports. <laughs> and this is what she said. This is a question of fairness. That's why I oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girl sports in school. It just isn't fair. And we have to protect girl sports in our but, school. But, but if someone transitions and now identifies as a girl, isn't it delegitimizing their identity to prevent them? Have a them? good day. I told y'all I agree with Caitlyn Jenner. And I, I like I said earlier, she's the best person to have the discussion. She was an Olympic athlete when she was Bruce. So she can speak to the advantages that a woman who is you know, transition from a man can have in that space. And, you know, it's just it's just foolish to sit around and act like they like they don't have an advantage over biological women, you know, especially in combat sports. So I totally agree with Caitlyn Jenner. Hello, who's this? My name is Chastity. What's happening, Chastity? Chastity just hit me and she said that, you know, she's a trans woman of color and she has a strong opinion about and we wanted to give her a call. So good morning, Chastity. What's your opinion? Good morning. Um, as the director of the Trans Emergency Fund of Massachusetts, you know, I see it all too well where people who have funds and money to support themselves don't see the real issues in our community. Mm-hmm. And if you have transgender children 
who are taking hormone therapy before the age of 10, by their teenagers, their DNA is no longer male. Mm. And I think people are missing that fact. Um, years of hormone, my, me being on hormone for many years, I don't have the strength of a man. And I think people are missing that fact. Yeah, I mean, you're the second person who called in and said that to us this morning. Absolutely. So should it be a matter of how long you've been transitioning taking hormones, or taking yeah. hormones? I can say, yeah, as long as you are on hormone therapy, I think that you should be able to play the sports that you identify with. Now, see, so I... Should a trans woman go play with little boys playing football? Absolutely not. Hold on, say that again. So I'm saying should trans little girls who identify as trans, they shouldn't be allowed to be cheerleaders, but they should be allowed to play football? You're saying they it's shouldn't? I'm saying that it's a disconnect because if people are saying trans girls, little girls, uh-huh. cannot play cheerleader, cannot be a cheerleader, but they can be a football player. So now you have a female-identified child playing football with boys. It just doesn't make sense. Well, trans girls could be cheerleaders because, I mean, there's, there's there's young men who are cheerleaders in grade school. Exactly. So yeah. if that's the case, then they should be able to be um, football players and basketball players, female sports. It shouldn't be an issue well, as long as they're taking hormone well, therapy. Okay, yes, as long as they're taking hormone therapy. But shouldn't they be on hormones for a certain amount of time? I mean, that's, that's a decision for one doctor because you have to think about the fact that I have access to hormone therapy here in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Many states, trans folks don't have that access. Yeah, I know you said it, it's very expensive. How, how, how much is it, just so people know? It can be thousands of dollars. Wow. Um, like I said, fortunately, here in Massachusetts, we have health insurance that covers our hormones and trans-related surgeries. Um, and I think once the, country, the rest of the country gets on to this, then maybe they can see, like, listen, these people are not just saying they want to be somebody else. Like, I would not wake up in wish what I've been through a nobody. Absolutely. No, I, I understand. Who we are. Well, thank thank you for calling, and we're going to um, save your number, so if if we ever have questions or any type of topics like this, we, we can, you know, give you a call if you don't mind. This is another perspective, though. I thank you, because, I mean, somebody else called in and said the same thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I never knew anything about the hormone, uh, taking the hormones. Definitely. I'm definitely always available for you all. Thank you, Chastity. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, what's the moral of the story, if there is a moral? I, mean, I don't think it is a moral. I think it's just a conversation. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's as long as you can be respectful and, you know, have the conversation from an honest place and, you know, nobody's because nobody's trying to take anything away from the trans community and, you know, biological women don't want anything taken away from them. So I think it's all worth a conversation. All right. Well, when we come back, we got to tell you about Floyd Mayweather and uh, what he has going on. He was recently on Million Dollars a Game, and we'll tell you Million about Million Dollars worth a game. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Ab, do your job and turn the microphones on. <laughs> Happy Monday, people. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan. It's time. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, I have this problem as well, all right? Michael B. Jordan says, being the sexiest man alive is a gift and a curse. Mm. He said that about himself? That's arrogant. Why would he call himself the sexiest man alive? Oh, because People Magazine called him the sexiest man alive. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it it, it is a gift and a curse. So that's not arrogant. exactly how he feels. Uh, Shut up. You don't find me sexy? No. Y'all sound stupid. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) It's a gift and a curse, you know. He says, people don't tell you that. You instantly have a target on your back. I bet. 
<laughs> he says, I mean, all my boys in every group chat, just imagine they're just constantly roasting me. That's what Jordan said on Fallon. Well, a lot of that can be some, uh, a lot of that can be some hate and slight envy and slight jealousy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I don't even know how you acknowledge that. How do you congratulate your boy on that? Congrats on being the sexiest man alive. Thank you. Shut up. Well, we have audio of him talking about it. It's a gift and a curse, you know? It's uh, people don't tell you that instantly have a target on your back. I mean, all my boys, you know, in every group (laughs) chat, just imagine just just constantly roasting me. It's like everything I do is like, oh, it's because the sexiest man alive is taking off his jacket. Oh, look at the way he wears his shirt. He eats like the sexiest man. Like, it's like, all right, right, enough is enough. Yeah, but on the other need... hand, my, my mom and my like my aunts, you know, they they uh, they have it kind of vacuum sealed, you know what I mean, and like you know saran wrap, you know, that's yeah. like up on the mantle because they uh, they bought you know, every it's, it's issue, really... yeah, off the newsstand. Everyone, happens, yeah, you, you, happens to me too. You might need to watch your circle. That sounds like a little bit of hate, though. They do. If your boys are constantly talking about that over and over, that sounds like a little bit of slight uh, envy. That was a fun. What? His friends are just having fun with him. Yeah. You know, you got- that happens to me all all the time. You wouldn't understand. Oh, no, this guy's still talking. Shut up. All right, now Floyd Mayweather. He's uh he was talking to Gilly the King in Wallow uh, on their podcast, and he was talking about who was one of the best fighters he faced. The best fighter of our party was Manny Pacquiao, because because of his movement. But the roughest fighter probably was a guy named Emmanuel Augustus. You talk about the drunken master. The drunken master. The drunken master. He was tough. Because he was awkward, huh? He was, it was just tough. And Miguel Cotto was very, 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 very physically strong. Mm-hmm. So um, you got different fighters. different. You know, different days you feel different ways. Do you miss the roar of the crowd? Nah, I'm okay. Salute to my guys, Gillian Wallow, a million dollars worth of game podcast. They out here cooking in these streets. They sure, sure are. Now they talk about uh, fighting Logan Paul. It was crazy that everybody keep asking me, why are you not coming back to fight? So I look at the fight game. I said, okay. Fighters fighting, they make three million, four million, six million, seven million. Some may make 10 or 20 million, but I'm doing exhibitions and I'm making 25 million, 100 million for exhibitions. So why would I come back and fight and get a guaranteed 35 million when I'm doing exhibitions and getting 100 million? I mean, I get it. He's absolutely right. I respect yeah. it on a business level, but I just don't agree with it. You know what I mean? Just because he's Floyd Mayweather. What the hell has Logan Paul done to be in the ring with Floyd Mayweather other than have a bunch of Instagram followers and a bunch of views on YouTube? Like, to be in the ring with Floyd Mayweather is a is a privilege and it's an honor and it's a guaranteed payday. But what has Logan Paul done to get that guaranteed payday? I'm with you. All right, now, uh, but I do want to see the fight. Not me. Now, Blueface, uh, you know, earlier this week, earlier last week, he was accused of running a cult because he had uh, allegedly a bunch of women living with him. But now he's being accused of assault after allegedly beating up his girlfriend's neighbor. What part were you in? Don't worry about it. Well, you keep my car, my car. What the, he, what the hell did you just play? All right, so that was allegedly uh, Blueface beating up the neighbor. And they believe that uh, maybe the rapper's girlfriend recorded bro, it. Bro, stop hope snitching, not. bro. It's, it's, on, it's everywhere. It's bro, viral, snitch, bro. It's bro. viral. I ain't know nothing about that story. It's viral, man. You a whole 6ix9ine out here in these streets. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, and lastly, it seems like uh, people got on Big Sean over the weekend. They were making fun of his lyrics. Did you see this? 
Uh, I did. Well, but that, that happens all the time on social media. For some reason, that's like a... That happens at least once a year where they get on Big Sean about his lyrics. But what was the, what, what happened? It was there? mostly about this song right here. I need some salmon that need a plate that need a chef so I feed my safe. My crew is who I be with it, with it. Rose, I sippity sip it. I'm quagmire. I, my cash flow, I giggity gig. Oh boy, I'm a manian. I'm like 10 years old. Insanian. Pulling up in Mercedes. Rolling up like I'm Damien. I love girls that's Arabian, Albanian, Caucasian. I ride around getting cranium because my dick is hard as titanium. I, I feel like I'm tripping, but that song is old as hell. It eh? is, and I don't know why they keep bringing it back up. That song came out in 2011. Exactly. Uh, this week, they were calling him the worst rapper ever. No, and which is it. not true at first all. all. First not of all, first of all, Big Sean can rap his ass he off. He definitely can. All right, this is one of those things that pop up on social media from time to time when people debate whether Big Sean, you know, raps are corny lyrically, delivery, flow, content. Big Sean checks all boxes. He gets busy. He is an MC's he MC. I don't know what the hell y'all talking about yeah drop on the clues bombs with big sean are you crazy so people are you are, dumb people were mad because he was blocking people as they were putting this uh stupidness that's up. right he protecting his peace it's mental health awareness month okay i gotta protect my peace of mind i don't want to see all that negative energy on my timeline it's one thing to have an opinion but they literally do this to big sean like once a year, <laughs> once a year like once a year they just they get on big sean about his lyrics and i don't i don't understand why I big sean gets busy like it, it's, it's stupid does. all right well that is your rumor report angela Yee will be back tomorrow uh, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow as well. All right, everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line, Dr. Cameron Webb. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Now, for people that don't know, uh, I know you work at the White House. Now, so what do you do for the White House? So I'm a senior policy advisor for equity on the White House COVID response team. So we're the team that's responsible for, for really the whole response, the whole effort to make sure that we're navigating this pandemic, getting things back to normal, getting folks vaccinated, saving lives. And my focus is on making sure that we're doing that uh, in an equitable way, making sure that communities of color aren't left behind, that rural communities aren't left behind, uh, that we're, we're keeping an eye on all the populations that have been disproportionately affected. And so, so that's, uh, that's the work. So the response was effed up from the old administration. We, we all know that. So I guess now you guys are trying to fix what, what the old administration just ignored and thought wasn't going to be anything serious. Well, I, I think that you're right. There were, there were a lot of deficits uh, from when we came in on January 20th. Uh, and so we're starting from that point, recognizing that we didn't have any time to spare. So there was a lot to do. And I mean, if you look back, you know, even last April, this time last year, you know, black communities were seeing about four times the cases, uh, you know, the Latinx community seeing four times the cases of the white community. So we knew from the very beginning that this was a huge equity challenge. And if you fast forward to where we are today, yes, some of those numbers have shifted, but the challenges remain and the, the pandemic has had a really disproportionate impact. So, so much of our work has been trying to right that ship, trying to narrow those gaps and, and get it to the point where it's fair for everyone. Now, I see the administration is concerned about the fact that it seems like we've hit a wall, right? A lot of people are, are not trying to get vaccinated. At first, it was happening really, really quickly. But now it seems like people are not showing up for that. What are you guys going to planning to do about that? And what do you think the reason for it is? 
Well, I, I would disagree. I don't think we've hit a wall. We still doing about, we're still doing about 3 million shots a day. So we're still vaccinating quite a few people. I think that part of what you're referring to, though, is, you know, some of the stats that we've seen, some of the recent articles about, you know, vaccine appointments going unfilled in certain parts of the country. So there's still a lot of confidence work that we have to do. And that's not just confidence in the safety or the efficacy of the vaccine. We've made a lot of those arguments. I think in some instances, uh, some people just feel like they don't necessarily need to get vaccinated. They're waiting to see if everybody else gets vaccinated, maybe they can get the benefit of the herd immunity. So what we're doing is we're we're pushing to make sure that everybody knows the value and the benefit of vaccination to them specifically. And we're also making sure that no no county, no city, no community is left behind in this, right? And so that's a that's a really targeted effort. We're working with community-based organizations, faith-based organizations, trusted messengers, just making sure we're getting the information to people in a way that they can trust and, and rely on. I was going to say, you talk about the COVID cases in the U.S. And, and the things that you just talked about, right? And now we look at a place like, let's say, Texas, right? Texas said, F your mask. Everything's wide open. F this. And you don't see the cases necessarily rising like a place like New York or New Jersey who has all these mandates and you have to wear a mask. So what do you say for something like that? Like to people are saying in Texas that, you know, the cases are not shooting up like New York and New Jersey. And we still have all these mandates, still have to wear masks. Still, you know, they just raised the capacity to 50 percent in restaurants and you know you can still only on on indoor events only have 250 people so it's but then you look at texas and they they, they open open yeah no no two communities are the same those public health measures wearing a mask maintaining physical distance uh you know and, and also hand washing those are critical components and then the last of course is getting vaccinated when it's your turn you never know when your community is going to be the next one that's hard hit and we've seen that time and time again in this pandemic. So those public health measures are to protect you from, from potential surge, for, to protect those cases from getting into your community and, and moving quickly. And so I'm a, I'm a practicing internal medicine doctor. I work in the coronavirus unit at my hospital at the University of Virginia. So you've seen many times over the course of this pandemic where suddenly you get this kind of uh, series of cases from the same community because you know they may not have been adhering to those policies uh, as well. So so you know sometimes it's, it's the better part of valid to be safe and our thought is we get through this pandemic faster if we all maintain those public health uh, you know procedures while we're getting everyone vaccinated gotcha you think that confidence has also waned because of the johnson and johnson vaccine and they pause it and now it's back open again but what do you think that did as far as people who were already a little skeptical about getting vaccinated well, it's, it's kind of an interesting effect because for a lot of people, uh, you know, we saw at that time it was six cases out of 7.2 million shots of Johnson & Johnson. So for a lot of people, we were hearing them say, you're pausing it over only six cases. It showed that our vaccine monitoring, our, our monitoring for adverse events was working and we were able to detect really rare uh, adverse events. Now that said, for some people, they look at that and they say, hey, that's pretty scary. And our response to that is, well, we took a two week pause. We had this whole process. We brought together the scientific leaders, the experts, they had not one, but two convenings. And ultimately they came to the conclusion that it's safe to proceed with this vaccine, that the risk of adverse events was incredibly low and we'd given additional warning. So now our doctors like myself, we know what to look for. You know, people know what the risk is, and we have two other vaccines that are highly effective, highly safe as well. So people do still have that choice. And so I think it's it, it works because Johnson & Johnson is a unique vaccine out of the three. Yeah, but it's scary. They put a, a label on it that says could get blood clots, and it's like, 
what does that do for people now? Like, even though it's a small percentage, it's still like, well, maybe I don't want to take the Johnson & Johnson, you know? And then Pfizer just came out and said, hey, we might need an additional third shot, you know? So it, it seems like this is, it, it's almost like we're the hamsters and they're trying us and be like, you know what, let's, let's switch this, which is very scary. Yeah, and, and you know what I've seen? I've seen a lot of blood clots, and it's from COVID. COVID, the the you know virus that that disease that we're all contending with has caused a lot of blood clots, far more than any vaccine. And so the risk of blood clots, the risk of severe disease from COVID, far outweighs the risk of anything with the vaccine. So that's the first thing to keep in mind. This is the risk benefit analysis. But the other thing is, this is what's unique about our administration's approach to this. We focused in on science. So none of the recommendations are just experimentation. None of the recommendations are just the best guess. They're all rooted in numbers and data and science and people. And at this point, we've had you know well over 100 million folks who've been vaccinated, over 90 million fully vaccinated. We've monitored what's happened with every person who's been vaccinated, who's signed up. And so for us, we're keeping close track on how this is playing out. And and I always tell people this story, right? I'm, I'm, I'm the third of six kids. I got two parents and a wife that I love, all adults. And for all of us, we've gotten, you know, some of my family have gotten Pfizer, some Moderna, some Johnson & Johnson. I believe every family member of mine has gotten a life-saving vaccine. It, you know, is protected from the worst of COVID. And that is a huge source of relief for me and I think for other families like mine. All right. Well, Dr. Cameron Webb, we appreciate you for checking in. Yeah, and hopefully we'll, we'll see you soon. All right. Y'all take care. Now, uh, shout to everybody that uh, will be heading to my car show, Carcella. July 3rd in Atlanta. Your favorite celebrity cars will be there. Shout to Currency. Currency has a mean collection. He's bringing his cars. Fabulous. 50 Cent. 50 Cent called me yesterday and said, Envy, do you want me to buy more cars? No, 50. You got enough, damn it. Cardi B Offset said they're going to lend me some of their cars. Shout out to Mama Offset. I'm coming back for some more cars, Mama Offset. Ludacris hit me up and said, whatever you want, come take. Uh, Lil Dirk said, Envy, whatever. Generation Now, DJ Drama, Jack Harlow, Don Cannon, the whole family, they got me. And Little Baby said, uh, Envy, I got to pull my card out of the celebrity section because I'm bringing a bunch of cards. I need my own section. So definitely get your tickets. And I can't wait to see you guys July 3rd in Atlanta. That's at the Georgia World Congress Center. All right. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do. I also want to tell people, man, that we are eight days away from Tamika Mallory, State of Emergency, How to Win in the Country We Built, uh, being out in bookstores. Uh, you can still pre-order now, but I'm super excited about that because that's the first release of my book imprint, Black Privilege Publishing, Tamika Mallory, State of Emergency, How to Win in the Country We Built. I cannot wait to see how Tamika's literary energy impacts the ecosystem. So uh, make sure y'all pre-order that. Too. I'm going to buy a bunch of books and give them to people that... Uh... At the car show as a VIP package. That would be incredible. Definitely do that. Uh, the positive note is this. The first step of change is to become aware of your own BS. Breakfast club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done? What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy, and we're back, and we're kicking it with Mountain Dew, and we're talking about their Real Change Opportunity Fund. Now, the Real Change Opportunity Fund is uplifting Black entrepreneurs, and we're here with the third place winner, George Akiyampong. Did I say your last name right? You said it right, man. <laughs> I've been practicing all day. I was like, Akiyampong, Akiyampong. Well, welcome. Now, you Thank have a business, The Pocket Advisor. So break down what The Pocket Advisor is all about. Absolutely. So The Pocket Advisor is a financial social network for aspiring first-generation millionaires. And so the goal with Pocket Advisor was to bring together um, the best and brightest uh, financial minds, whether it's in real estate, 
uh, stock market investing, financial advising, tax planning, and give you those advisors right in your pocket for a very, very affordable price so that our community specifically could have the insight they need to navigate their life financially. Now, what inspires your business? I mean, we hear it all the time that our community needs to learn more about financial freedom and more about generational yeah. wealth. So what inspired your business? Yeah, so I, I became a financial advisor about 10 years ago. And the firm that I was working with, they told me to make a list of 200 people uh, that I wanted to make my clients. So friends, family, colleagues, et cetera. But it had some specific criteria. You had to have a certain net worth, a certain income, and a certain amount of investable assets. And I was like, y'all must not know where I come from because this list is going to go from 200 to maybe two people at best. And so um, I knew that that didn't change the fact that my community needed access to those resources. And so I wanted to create a business model where I could serve uh, the people that I care about and the people that look like me to make sure that they weren't blocked out of an industry that you know had these prerequisites that people had to have in order to work with an advisor. What gave you that mind frame? Was it attending an HBCU? Was it your community? Or, you know, what gave you that mindset? You know, I have to make sure I help my own. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just just growing up, right, you know, looking looking around in my community and being young and not necessarily knowing like what the struggle or the strain was, but starting to get a little bit older and connecting the dots that a lot of the stress, a lot of the anxiety was tied to finances. Right. And so I was like, you know, I don't want that to be a barrier for people, you know, if I can be a resource to, to help them. Now, what do you think about your business that made it stand out from the hundreds of submissions that we got? You know, what made people you think come to your business and said, you know what, this is great for the community. I think this is the this is one of those ones. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking it's because, you know, our, our mission to impact the community as it relates to financial literacy, right? And so when I, when you think about, like I said, some of the stressors and concerns that people have, money is at the top of the list. And when you have a platform that not only is giving you those resources, but also giving you access to people that typically you have to pay thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars to, to connect with, I think it really resonated because everybody can can agree that having less financial stress can be super beneficial. Now, what does this competition and this process mean to you? You know, like, were you having a hard time getting money and raising money? Like, what was this competition? What does it mean to you and your business? Yeah, what it means to me is that it validates the need, number one. And it gives me and my team the encouraging boost that we need to keep doing this work because it's not, it's not easy. You have a lot of experts who are making a sacrifice because they believe in the mission. They could go out and charge somebody $10,000, $20,000 a year to work with them one-on-one, -on -one, but they know that, hey, look, that's gonna still, again, block out a lot of people. So I think it gives my team um, a lot of more morale boost to know that our mission is needed. It's kind of a slight validation and we're excited to keep the mission going. Now, now that you got this money, what's the goal? What's the plan? What are you gonna do with the funds? How are you gonna expand the business and take it to the next level? Yeah, so the first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna start building out our proprietary algorithm called Axe Penny. And so if you think about like, well, I don't wanna say any brands on there, but if you think about like any voice activated you know, device where you can say, hey, um, and you ask it a question, we wanna take all the data that we're getting from our users, all the data that we're getting from our um, creators, our financial experts, and put that into a device that allows people to ask it a question with the proper context to be able to answer it, right? So instead of just a bot that doesn't really know what your situation is, we want this um, tool to really have the context to be able to answer your question in a thorough and meaningful way. So that way, it doesn't matter how many experts we have on the platform, we have a tool that's always designed to be able to um, answer your questions for you. Now, when do you think you're going to be able to kick this app off and it's going to be regular, ready for the public? 
Yeah, so the good news is we have a, a beta version in the App Store right now that's on another community platform. So if you go to mypocketadvisor.com, you can sign up today. And we have an active and thriving community. Um, and I would just reiterate that the most value add piece of the technology is the human element, right? Is the access to us. And so as we're building out these other pieces behind the scenes, I'm answering questions in real time. Other advisors are answering questions in real time. And you can sign up for that today at mypocketadvisor.com. What's the biggest thing that people want to know about on the app right now? Like, What is the thing that people are like, I need to know about this. What, what is the thing that people are driving to right now? Yeah, everybody's asking about two things. I would say probably neck and neck is, um, is cryptocurrency. Everybody wants to know what they need to do with Bitcoin. Is it the right play? And I would say NFTs as well. And then the other piece is just general like stock market investing um, because during the pandemic, everybody was talking about investing in the stock market. And now that the market's, you know, starting to regulate a little more and there's a little more volatility, people are looking for guidance on how to still make smart plays. All right. Well, we wish you the best and congratulations as well. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. And you can check everything out right now on the website, www.mountaindew.com slash world to learn more about Mountain Dew's commitment to real change for the Black community. And George uh, Akiyampong, did I say it right? Yes, sir. Yes, All sir. right, I got it right. Well, we appreciate <laughs> you for joining us, man. And good luck Absolutely. with everything. Thank you for having me, DJ Envy.